The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest, Olivier Dossier, head of applied research for APAC at Contigo. He's on the line from Singapore. Olivier, thanks for being with us. I'm wondering whether you're advising clients in the current environment, hey, let's avoid China, put money to work in the U.S. Are, are you doing that? I think, you know, the, the, the issues with uh, investing in China is, is not uh, nothing to do with what's happened this week, right? Uh, the COVID policy is, is, is holding people back because obviously you can't forecast uh, consumer demand when you can't forecast if they'll be able to go shop. So... I think that's been holding uh, investors back for, for now. You had a couple of weeks of good markets in China when uh, regulators were, were being very you know, pro-growth after the reopening of, of the previous lockdown, but that's not enough to, to, to carry people, uh, people back, especially when you know, the U.S. or other markets are doing very well. Not enough to carry people back, perhaps in July when we saw that huge underperformance. But when we're looking ahead to, you know, this very important Congress in China and expected more stimulus, particularly to try and support the property sector, could you say we are going to see some more rallying coming through into the end of the year? It's possible because, again, uh, regulators can make a big difference in, in at least uh, with, with local investors. Uh, there is still a very big question mark about the health of the real estate uh, uh, sector in in china and and the debt burden and u.s interest rates are still going up so anything with u.s denominated debt is going to be something to avoid uh regardless of what happens uh so you know you're going to get the usual around october type of rally from from uh from uh local investors but it's not going to be enough to woo foreign investors back in for, especially when they're making so, such great gains outside of, of China now. Yeah, a tough call too. I mean, for markets in the region that are heavily dependent on a, a strong Chinese economy, I'm thinking of South Korea as, as one example, but I don't want to misspeak or put words in your mouth. Are there opportunities in the Asia Pacific that you like right now outside of China? It's difficult because as you say, China is a big piece of the puzzle for a lot of the countries around uh, around uh, Asia Pacific. So. Obviously, that's a, that's an issue. The uh, the Japan uh, market is also a little bit troubling because you know the yen is way too weak. Uh, the central bank there has not yet moved against inflation, and consumers are feeling the pain. The longer it lasts, uh, you know that they power 60% of the GDP in that country. So if you don't look after consumers' interest, you're you're in trouble down the road. So I think there's question marks now about the economy in Japan as well after the summer is over. We've been looking at the OPEC Plus meeting, which just had that modest increase in supply in oil. Uh, what does that mean for crude oil prices in this cycle and, and other risk assets? Have we kind of reached peak oil? I think that's a good news, obviously, for, for, for risk assets in general, because uh, obviously how much people pay at the pump will eat into their consumption budget and, and that eventually will feed to lower demand for other products. Right. So, so far, the earnings season has 
shown that companies have been able to pass on higher costs through higher prices and consumers have been willing to pay for them. But if, if gas at the pump stays high for a prolonged period of time, they increasingly will not be able to pay or not be willing to pay higher prices for other goods. So uh, lower gas prices is good news for the, for the market, for sure. Yeah, we had news in the U.S. session that the American government uh, reported an unexpected build in inventories for both crude and gasoline. So maybe we're seeing a bit of demand destruction, the consequence perhaps of uh, Fed tightening. Where are you with, with the Fed's strategy right now? And do you expect a hard landing? Do you, Are you forecasting uh, a recession? So what, what we see is that the, the consensus in, in Q1 among investors was that inflation was winning. Inflation was, was beating central banks. Uh, so central banks got very aggressive in Q2, announced a very aggressive second half as well. And by the end of Q2, by June, the end of June, investors felt that it could end in a draw, right? So what they did was uh, rebalance their portfolios because their portfolios had been positioned for a worst case scenario during Q1. Uh, and now what we saw in July is this, is this switch to a base case scenario where inflation and the Fed might end in a draw. The next question is, what about the Fed and the economy? Right? So far, uh, this is also looking like a draw. Right? We're, we're getting mixed uh, messages uh, on the macro front, but mostly positive ones. Uh, we're getting positive news uh, on the uh, earnings front. So as long as unemployment, as long as, you know, the, the economy remains at full employment, people will have money to pay for, for for goods, even if the prices is a little higher. So I think that's going to be the switch that we're going to see from uh, for investors in terms of focus. They're going to look more at the employment numbers, the economic number, growth numbers, rather than inflation going forward. They think the Fed's going to take care of that. And they'll focus on whether or not people will have you know wages to pay for for increased prices. You point out that we're expecting tightening from central banks pretty much globally, except what well, we've touched on China and the BOJ, you say, doesn't seem to have gotten the memo. When could we potentially see a change in strategy from the Bank of Japan? I think, you know, in Japan, it's going to be up to the consumers to send that message to, to the BOJ. Uh, obviously, after the summer and the, the end of the tourist season, the, the weak yen, uh, uh, you know, uh, is not going to be a, a main factor, but consumers control, you know, consumers spending a 60% of GDP in Japan. If they don't, if they stop going to the stores, if they stop buying, the BOJ will get the message. Olivier, we had a historic visit this week uh, from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan and uh, subsequent response from China that was, uh, I think, fair to say, a little angry. Markets were on edge as a result of that. Do you think uh, China will drive a wedge deeper into some of these important relationships, whether it's Taiwan in and of itself or the U.S.? I think, you know, the U.S.-China relationship is obviously a big uh, uh, geopolitical impact for for investors, but it's background noise right now still. Earnings is front uh, noise, so is the Fed, so is inflation. So I don't, I don't perceive a lot of uh, uh, movement from that. It depends if uh, the situation between the U.S. and China gets worse, right? It got really bad when, when we had the trade war under President Trump. We thought it might be better under Biden. It hasn't. Uh, will it get even worse? That is the big question. And so far, it's all the response we're seeing is China-Taiwan response. We're not really seeing a U.S.-China response yet from them. So the market is going to ignore that. All right. Always great to have your insights. Thank you so much. Olivia Dacier is Head of Applied Research for APAC from Contingo on the line for us from Singapore. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? 
With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more.